Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, guys? It's your boy, Anthony, alongside the best Big 3 account in the universe, Big 3 News, a.k.a. Will, back with another edition of The Fourth Man. Well, I am feeling great. This is going to be a fun episode. How are you doing today? Dude, I- I'm super excited that we were able to uh, get this together. I feel like the timing of it is fantastic, and I feel like we got a lot of super important stuff to talk about, and I feel like we're really the only guys out there doing it besides a couple others, so yeah. I'm hyped. Yeah, and we're going to talk summer hoops still, you know, despite the big three being canceled. This is going to be a really fun episode. I'm feeling jazzed, you know. Didn't have to work today. Uh, Company was cool enough to let us off. I'm wearing, surprisingly enough, this is just coincidental, but I'm wearing an enemy shirt, and I'm wearing Frank Nitty socks, as they say, the nitty way on it. So I'm kind of big threed out unexpectedly here. But yeah, so I guess I'm, I'm pretty pumped for this episode. I mean, this is episode 42. 42. Wow. Um, So... Closer Jackie and closer. <laughs> exactly. The Jackie Robinson episode. I like that. So closer and closer to that 50 episode milestone. Appreciate everyone tuning in. If you want to find the show on Twitter or Instagram or any social media, it's going to be at fourth man pod. And then you can also find our personal handles as well on those same social medias at a underscore Siggy. And of course at big three news. And we're now on a new time slot on dash radio on the nothing but net channel. So appreciate everyone of you guys who were listening to us on Thursday. Now listening to us on Saturdays. Always love having you guys listen to us. And this is, like I said, a great episode. We got a lot in store here for this. Got a cool interview that we'll kind of let you know who it is uh, in the later latter half of this part of the episode. But first, we got some important stuff to talk about that we haven't didn't get to discuss on the last episode here. And that's kind of the fact of what the big three did. You know, we we know the big three as someone who's, or I shouldn't say someone, but a league that is very progressive. Um, they've always been under the mantra of player over property, which is something that is kind of unspoken in other leagues. And we feel like isn't kind of in the same facet or in the, so they don't strongly have, advocate. Yeah, for. exactly. Like, I, I don't feel like a lot of people promote it like the big three really does. And once again, you know, they continue to follow that path and, and actually put out a response to the NBA on June 24th, when they actually announced that people could opt out of the NBA bubble due to everything going on in the world between the pandemic and all the, all the social injustices that have come to the forefront. Um, they actually did something pretty cool, Will, um, in regards to helping out future NBA, WNBA players, big three players, um, you know, coming for the coming years and, and putting a little foundation together that's going to be able to support future endeavors of black entrepreneurs, black business owners, um, or just, you know, these players in general, you know, as they continue to move along in their careers yeah absolutely i mean here's the issue right and this isn't just um isolated to a basketball issue this is isolated just to a you know professional sports issue is that the majority and it's in a lot of these the vast majority of professional athletes you know usually go broke or are in some form of financial distress uh very shortly after retiring like i know um just looking at the numbers that i have up here um, an NBA Players Association statement in 2008 
said that 60% of NBA players go bankrupt within five years after leaving or after retiring from the league. So obviously that was before the creation of the big three and sort of, you know, these other alternative things that guys have, but still, I mean, you look at that number and that number is jarring, you know, cause you think these guys are making a ton of money to play and within five years they're going broke. So I feel like the, uh, the number one objective for this, this sort of, you know, charity or, or organization that the big three is attempting to create is to help players sort of, you know, manage their finances as well as sort of coach them and teach them ways that they can use the money that they um, made playing and invest that in either, you know, a, a privately owned business, uh, you know, go back and get an education and maybe get a job somewhere else, stuff like that. So, I mean, on, honestly, you look at the numbers, I think this is a organization that is sorely needed. Yeah, absolutely. And let's, I mean, you kind of mentioned it there, but, you know, just in hindsight, you know, a lot of players, or at least it seems like a lot of, you know, the black players, there's like this perception, like the only way to stardom or the only way to financial freedom is to be some kind of athlete or entertainment entertainer. Mm -hmm. So, you know, now the big three, a progressive league that has women coaches, women chairmen, um, you know, a black commissioner, you know, a lot of black members on the board, a progressive league. It's no surprise that they come up now with a foundation that's going to help these guys, one, um, after their after their career, be able to continue to try to, um, you know, grow themselves and, and do something different um, outside of just basketball or, or entertaining. But two, I mean, a lot of these, I mean, I think a lot of just athletes and entertainers in general, and I should say people in general, aren't really taught the things they they need to know um, going into life when they're in school, you know, throughout their education. Absolutely. So, you know, and you talk about that that big percentage of people who go broke, it's because they don't understand or know what one, what to expect when they have all this money, but two, how to be financially responsible with everything they have. You know, they think, oh, big sum of money, let's go get something cool. And really there's a lot that comes into it. I mean, the saying more money, more problems is, you know, very <laughs> very traditional statement, you know, throughout, you know, everybody's lives. So I think this is, like you said, a great foundation. It's going to help people that have NBA and WNBA experience. Um, so they don't even necessarily have to have big three experiences. It's going to help ex-coaches, um, you know, success in the league isn't going to be a factor, which sometimes I feel like because people have success and they have a big name that, those are the only people that sometimes get help because of their credibility or get to be put in positions of, of power. I don't want to say power, but in better positions, maybe to compare to other people because of their name credibility advantages for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. So a very cool thing that the big three is doing, you know, obviously one of our co-founders ice cube is a very outspoken person and has been, you know, throughout everything going on. I mean, I have his notifications turned on on Twitter and I probably get about 25 to 30 of them a day. Um, just because of how outspoken he's been. And this is just another way right. to continue to try to push that push that um, forward, you know, push it into the limelight. So um, kudos yeah, to mean, the big another, three once again. I mean. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I love too about this is that it's not necessarily too um, for players who are necessarily struggling. Like, you know, we have a ton of guys in the big three and we, we try to highlight it as much as we can. You know, Ricky Davis, Mike Taylor, um, other guys who just do a ton of charity work. Yeah. So this organization can help sort of, you know, fund those charities or, you know, maybe help facilitate uh, vendors or for different events that those charities want to host, or maybe, you know, just even just something as simply as just help get the name out there, help, 
you know, connect people who need the help to these specific charities run by these players. So I really think that, you know, all around, I think this is a great initiative. But the super interesting thing that I think that, you know, you read over this document and I don't know if it processed with as many people or at least it didn't stick out with as many people as it did for me. Um, where is this? I just want to get the number right. And this the can all be found three, on their their social media, yes. Instagram, PR release. The big three is asking the NBA to – so the big three is going to commit uh, $50 million to this to help jumpstart this organization. And they're also asking um, the NBA to match that contribution. Yeah, I in exchange saw that. for Yeah, in exchange for uh, equity in the big three. So what does that mean? That means that the the big three is asking the NBA to purchase $50 million worth of stock in the big three. So the NBA would have a, a pretty sizable ownership group in the big three, which, you know, just from a business perspective, it's huge. That is absolutely huge. Massive. I mean, you're right. You're hundred percent right. I actually read over that too. And initially I thought the NBA had actually already done that, but you know, as, we kind of, as I kind of read over it again, I realized that that's kind of their asking price. But again, just another way to not only make sure that the people uh, in the NBA or WNBA are, are being taken care of, but also the big three itself. I mean, this is like, you know, nobody's asking the big three to do this. They're coming forward and wanting to do this to be able to help. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, like if we can get the NBA involved, not only in this foundation, but in the league itself, it's it's huge for all parties. And I think... It's, it's one of those things that's not just beneficial to the big three and the people in the foundation, but the NBA as well. I mean, this is a league leading up to, you know, this year was on the horizon of, of continuing to make that, that jump to like that next level. Like we saw last year, what happened in season three and the credibility and, and the notice that they were able to put on for summer hoops. You know, imagine what this season was going to be like, especially with the few additions that were made early on and prematurely. So you're right. Reading over that, it's it's weird that it's kind of like at the end of the statement there. So make sure if you're reading this on Instagram or on Twitter or whatever it may be to make sure you're scrolling through it all because there's a lot of interesting things written in this. But yeah, that's one of the things at the very end that's not highlighted enough that that should be. No, absolutely. I mean, it's definitely, um, you know, as we are saying this, I don't believe the NBA has made a public response. Uh, so, I mean, it'll be definitely be interesting to see what the fallout of this, or I shouldn't say fallout, but what the, you know, what the outcome of this is. Yeah. And I think too, that the NBA, you know, they're known as the league that always gets it right. You know, and, and quotes always gets it. So that's been the, uh, that's definitely been the uh, reputation. Yeah. And I really think, you know, if obviously the NBA has years on the big three, but I really think if any league actually gets it, it's the big three. Um, so I think those leagues would really like coincide well. I think, you know, Commissioner Adam Silver and our two co-founders have a kind of a lot of the same. I mean, just from the outside looking in, have a lot of the same like mindset and, you know, ideas, like similar ideas to each other. So, you know, we'll see how the NBA responds. It would be super cool. Um, I think a lot of it's that, I mean, at least money wise is going to determine on how this bubble goes and how everything turns out. Um, so we'll see, you know, it's, it's going to be very interesting. I will say, and I know I mentioned this before we on, were on air, but I will say, I feel like the big three is the best league 
to kind of highlight and, and bring to light, you know, kind of everything going on. You know, I they talk about in the NBA how they're going to do, you know, potentially have some different things that players can have on their jerseys. I think that's like such a question in the NBA, whereas in the big three, I think it would be a no-brainer. You know, it's just some of those things. So. Yeah, I mean, people have been able to put whatever they want on their jerseys from day one. Exactly. So I think, you know, it's kind of a shame that the big three is not playing this summer because I feel like it's more so a, a need now than anything, or I think it could be a good need, uh, you know, but then again, too, there, there's also a lot of players in the big three that don't think it's the time to be playing basketball. So, you know, I guess it all. Yeah. I mean, it definitely would provide a spotlight to a league that, you know, isn't afraid um, to say what they feel is right. For sure. And I think there's that's a lot what of, I feel like we're missing. You yeah. Know? I think there's a lot of players in this league too, that aren't afraid to speak up and right. You know, really bring right. everything to light. So, um, just kudos to the big three, a lot of big things that they're doing and, you know, continue to, I guess, monitor how the NBA is going to respond to this. This will be huge. This will be massive for, for just with everything going on and both leagues in general, you know, I mean, it could, you know, just from a basketball perspective, it could lead to a lot of guys who go straight from the NBA to the big three. I mean, it's like another stepping stone, you know, now it's not just high school yeah. to college to, or high school to G league you know, to NBA. Now it's like almost like NBA to retirement or NBA to big three, you know, I mean, so many different ways to look at it. So looking forward to see how that turns out. I really hope they respond. And again, you know, the biggest thing is being able to support this foundation and, and, you know, guys who have be able to support guys who have been playing in, in the NBA and, and, you know, been entertaining, you know, all these different fans and, you know, kind of been the reason for the success of the NBA. So it would be a good way to be able to help them out, you know, after their NBA careers are over, whether they be early on or later in their years. So we'll see. But yeah, we'll see. A lot, a lot of good stuff from the big three once again, and yeah. But just kind of looking at, you know, the rest of the summer here. We obviously have the Fourth of July coming up. Um, but more importantly, you know, just for sports fans out there, we have hoops coming up, and that's in the the basketball tournament there. And we're lucky enough to have not only a member of the big three, but a member of the TBT on this episode of the fourth man and Dante green, who was a key member of killer threes. And now is going to be a key member of Bayheim's army. What are you most looking forward to talking about with Dante? Cause he's actually been on the show early on, but there was just me and him. So now we get a chance, you know, the three of us to actually talk and, and talk a little bit more about what's going on with everything. Is he is he our first recurring guest? First, the number. Wow, you know, it's weird. I always thought Mike Taylor would be the first one, mm-hmm. but um, I'm happy that it's Dante. Just you know, super cool guy. The first time we talked, and I'm, it's almost like we're catching up now. You know, a year later. I'm just super excited just to hear what he, you know, I, I want to hear his outlook and the TBT. You know, I feel like I've read up about it, but I'm not as familiar with the TBT as I am with the Big Three. So I'm just really excited just to hear, you know, which teams he's expecting to be good, um, sort of his game plan going into it, maybe how he prepares with to, for the big three versus the TBT, what's different, what's the same. You know, also, too, uh, just a little bit of a, uh, a look into what's going on with them. You know, Dante right now is currently in the middle of like a 24-hour isolation quarantine that right. the TBT has these guys in. So he has been all alone since – I mean, you know, sometime earlier today um, and then tomorrow he'll get out of this quarantine. And then, you know, if you look at the TBT and you read all these things, 
He's not allowed to interact with any other teams uh, in the hotel they're all staying at. He basically, outside of his hotel room, it's got to be gloves and a mask everywhere. So I'd imagine that's probably just a crazy environment that he's in right now. So I'm just super excited. You know, I think this is the fourth man podcast, uh, TBT 2020 preview. So I know this is definitely a little bit different than where we thought we'd see ourselves in the beginning <laughs> of July, but I think we're making the best of it. So I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I, I think we probably, if we thought we were talking to Dante Green again, it would be, you know, during the midst of another killer three run to the championship. But, you know, this is just as good talking summer hoops and just catching up with him. But very interested to hear, you know, kind of the protocol and everything he's going through. And can you, I was just thinking, imagine doing this, like this type of isolation for 24 hours before FaceTime, Zoom, any way of being able to see someone face to face. Maybe even you know, maybe even before a period of like cell phones or, or landline phones, like imagine just being in isolation and, and being with you and your thoughts be pretty crazy. So <laughs> I went a little overboard there, but very interested to hear about, you know, the process and everything and just to catch up with Dante. So without further ado, here's Dante Green. We now welcome on our first recurring guest onto the show, member of Killer Threes team last year and a member of Bayheim's army in this year's TBT, Dante Green. Dante, what's up, man? What's going on, man? How you doing? We're doing good. Uh, good to have you on. It's been about a year since you last came on. I think we've stepped up our game a little bit and we got Will here as well from Big 3 News. So just excited to loop him into the conversation and chat with you. I mean, start off here. I mean, you know, how's everything been going for you? Obviously, we're halfway through 2020 and it's hands down the worst year of my life i'm assuming most people people's lives as well so how's everything going on your end um you know it's it's a crazy year and i've been saying this um to to a lot of people man like the year like in the world just every everywhere in the world it's been crazy with with uh you know started off with kobe and and then you know the the corona and Man, it's just it's just been crazy. But for me personally, like I, I'm blessed, man. I've I've had a good year. Um, you know, I'm I'm healthy. Uh, my family, my kids are healthy. Um, and I and I really can't complain. It's it's just crazy times that we live in them. But you know, overall, man, I'm I'm really blessed. That's facts, and I, I think that's a good perspective to have. One I've seen you have on social media and everything, and and you just have you just have a good perspective on life. So I, I love to hear that. And you know, at the end of the day. Um, I think we're bringing a lot to the forefront just in terms of everything going on. I think it's, uh, you know, it's finally time that it's happening. So it's good to see that. And like you said, uh, you know, we're healthy, we're blessed and, you know, are able to, you know, continue to at least be close with family. I think that's the biggest thing. And we've, I've been able to be close with the family and everything. So good to hear there. And then now you're in Columbus, um, first day, uh, I guess in the, the TBT bubble there. I mean, how's that been so far? You probably, I think we saw you on their Instagram going earlier in the afternoon. How's, how's that been uh, since you've been in there? Man, it's been, it's been good. Um, I, we tried to get, uh, well, all our guys are here, but we all tried to get in before one o'clock because uh, once you, uh, once you get here, you know, you have to take the test and then they send the test. They fly it straight to their lab. So if you got here before one o'clock, um, you took the test and they, they personally had a guy take all the tests and, and fly them straight to the lab and we'll be able to get out by uh, tomorrow morning. But if we got here after one o'clock, we probably would have been stuck in here until uh, 
tomorrow even sometimes. So you know, it was good that I got in early, uh, got my test, got situated, and you know, just just in the room, just waiting <laughs> to waiting to hear the results. I mean, I, I know I'm I'm negative, but you know, they we gotta take be safe and and, and take the right precautions. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, just just waiting to get that negative result, and so I can get to the gym and and get our practice in and start getting ready for uh, for next Tuesday. So you can't even see the guys yet. So it's just you isolated in one room. And then once you get the results tomorrow, then you get to team up with the guys. Yeah. So we, uh, they have us all in our own rooms, um, which is pretty dope. Um, I think, and, uh, you know, give guys their own space. Uh, so I've just been in here. I've ate, I had lunch and lunch and dinner and just been on the phone with my wife and, and, and watching, watching some Netflix. I know uh, you've sort of been in self-isolation, but what has the overall mood been like there? I mean, just with the TBT staff and maybe some other players that you saw, are people excited? Are people a little nervous? What have you been sort of picking up on that? Um, it's, it's a little bit of both. You know, people are definitely excited just to, to, to have, you know, basketball back going. Everybody that's working here is, is definitely big basketball fans and a couple of the staff are, 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 are big Syracuse fans. So I've got a lot of go cues. Um, going through the when I was nice. coming up to my to my room, but uh, yeah, you know it's a little uncertainty. Everybody really just we're the we're the first real like uh, I guess you would call it professional sports because we're we're all professionals, so uh, we're all pros. So I think it's the first first real event that's going to be put on, and everybody's a little nervous, a little anxious, uh, and don't want to mess things up as far as Corona is concerned. But uh, I mean overall, I think it's it's it's, it's going to be good. So what's it kind of like, you know, I mean, you know, originally I'm sure going into this year, you probably thought, you know, run it back with killer threes this year. We're going to try to take the title in the big three. And then obviously mm-hmm. there's an adjustment change with the big three postponing its season. You've been, you played with the TBT before, you know, in the past, but what's it like kind of pivoting to this originally, and then just kind of teaming up with some of the guys, you know, from your, from your past years and just Syracuse as a whole. Yeah, man, it was it was a lot of uncertainty for this summer, especially when Corona came about. Um, I was looking forward to it. You know, we I've been talking throughout the whole year with with Stack and and Frank and and me and Josh. We chat just about every day, Josh Powell. So you know, we've just been been talking and and was was ready to run it back this summer. So when that happened, um, initially it was supposed to just be all we were all going to go to L.A. and just play every game in L.A. So we was you know we still had good feeling. Um, about everything, but once they canceled, it was like, man, you know what I'm, what am I going to do now? What's going to happen? Um, and when the TBT said that they were still going to do their tournament, um, you know, I, I I jumped at it, of course, because you know a lot of the guys on the team already knew, and um, I haven't really played with some of the younger guys like Malachi before, and um, and, and and Chris McCullough, but um, most of everybody, I mean, already knew, so. You know, once I got, once they asked me to play, it was like, yeah, it was no brainer for me. As long as everything was going to be safe and and everybody was going to be protected, I was uh, I was with it. And I know it, it feels like forever ago, um, but what was the reaction, sort of within Killer Threes, when you found out that Stephen Jackson would become the head coach of Trilogy? Um, you know, we, we was happy happy for him. You know, mm-hmm. I, we knew that last year he was basically playing on one leg, and um. You know, we we thought that he would come and and slide into the coaching position with us. We didn't know what what um, what Oak was going to do, but uh, you know, once he got the the, the the trilogy job, you know, we was happy for him. But you know, we was definitely going to beat him. 
but <laughs> but uh, because we you know we lost the we lost the trilogy in Brooklyn last year at the buzzer man and it was a good game but we should have won that game so we definitely already old trilogy so we're stacking over there <laughs> we was definitely just adds gone. fuel to the fire right yeah 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 you already know but uh but yeah it's, all, it's always love man you never you never never mad at, at a man when he has to make a decision and and you know help help provide for his family yeah for sure and it's it's weird because like you know he does all the smoke with matt barnes on there and he was kind of pitching to zebo on there you know come to the team so we were like oh shoot killer three's about to get zebo and they're about to run back the same team like they're really gonna be stacked but um mm-hmm. you know obviously it seems like he was actually pitching it for trilogy maybe he knew something was up so um you know, regardless, I think you guys still have a good team and, you know, got a lot of time to plan. I mean, is there any type of, I guess, time for where you might be talking with other guys? And is there a possibility that you might be pitching the idea of the big three next year? I know a lot of these guys have played in the tournament in the past. And, you know, I don't want to say there's like big three guys and tournament guys, but is, you know, that a realistic possibility, you know, with most of you guys running the back with killer threes? Oh, yeah. You know, guys ask me all the time, um, you know, how is it? Uh, how is how is the travel and, and and everything? And I tell them, man, the big three was was great. It was a blast. I loved it. Um, my family loved it. The, the kids, you know, my kids. Um, my oldest is eleven, so he grew up with me when when I was in NBA. So for him to get back into to the arenas and and you know be able to run out on the court, he ran out on the tunnel through. Excuse me, ran through the tunnel with me a couple of times, and it was just you know it was it was fun. It was a good family atmosphere and, and some good ball in the summertime. So I tell guys all the time, you know, if you're not doing anything in the summertime and and you wanna you wanna hoop, you know, good way to stay in shape, travel and 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 just do what you love. Is your uh, preparation for the big three uh, any different than what it was for the TBT? Um, TBT is more, uh, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's different. It's, yeah. it's, it's five on five. It's, it's, it's full court. Um, and then with the TBT, this is, it's, a, it's a small ball tournament. And it's a lot of up and down, a lot of running. So, yeah, I, I definitely train differently. Um, I've leaned out this uh, – this summer I've lost I lost about close to 10 10 15 pounds almost um and uh I picked up biking during quarantine so I I, I did uh this past month June I did over 300 miles on my bike oh wow dang yeah so just, <laughs> it's it's more of a, of a conditioning conditioning thing and you know big three is physical so you got to kind of right. you know, I was lifting more with big three working more one-on-one but with uh with TBT, it's like it's like like getting ready for a regular season for me, you know, going going uh and, and trying to just be in the best shape possible and 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 being ready to get out and run. I gotta get me a bike first off, but um, I feel like that's the thing. Oh, I, love the bike I, got me, I got me a Cannondale, man. That's my new hobby. Oh, that's super Cannondale. nice. Yeah, because yeah, a lot I of people it. are getting like the stationary bikes with the Pelotons, but then yeah, those are those are cool. But I like to be yeah summertime, so it's not like that's it's the same winter. thing. I Dang. can't do that, man. I can't stare at a screen the whole time. I got to be looking around. Yeah, no, nah, nah. <laughs> I don't know and if where you... I live at. I'm in the burbs, so I live. Uh, we got a bunch of trails down in Southern Maryland, and I just oh, hit all great. the trails, and I can ride for for hours. That's the best. Yeah. Man, because yeah. they were doing like some kind of Peloton tournament on TV. I think this is like the beginning stages <laughs> of, of COVID. And I was like, man, y'all were really running out of ideas. But I was just thinking like, there's no way I'm training for a Peloton tournament. <laughs> like, like, I definitely got to get out there and tough. bike. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Just just coming back to the TBT, I, I don't remember, you know, the last time you were there. But, I, you know, 
kind of looked up, you know, when the last time Bayheim's army was, was there and you were playing with them. Um, but just, you know, looking at it from then and then here you are now, what's kind of the first thing you notice just in terms of like the evolution of, of this tournament? Um, obviously it's come to the point where it's kind of, um, you know, one of the bigger things in summer hoops. So what's kind of the, the biggest thing that you've seen evolve, um, you know, through the last time you've been there? Um, just, just, you know, being, being organized, the same thing you hear with, with, with the big three, you know, from the first year to, to this last past year, um, me talking to guys, that was just the, the big thing was, you know, how, how much, um, everybody's more prepared, everybody's more organized. Um, and the same thing with the TBT, man. I, the last time I played, I think it was 2000, summer 2017. And we went to, uh, we made it all the way to the final four and it happened to be playing. We played it in Baltimore. So we lost to, uh, to overseas elite who eventually won. But, uh, you know, it's, 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 it's just growing every year. And, you know, with them having Puma now and, you know, they, they, they always had ESPN, but it's just, you know, the sponsors are coming in and it's just, it's dope, man. It really is. And how they have us set up here, um, with, with the pandemic going on, you know, they got us, they bought out the whole hotel, uh, um, we have all our practice courts in the hotel, the convention center. Uh, the hotel is attached to the convention center where we're playing. So just their whole their whole team is is phenomenal, man. It's it's it's, it's great to see how they how they how far they've come and, and for them to be able to put this on during this time, man, is 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 pretty dope. So I oh go ahead, Anthony. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say they're building the courts on top of like the carpet and the convention centers. I mean, that's what it just looked like, just from like. The pictures I've seen, but. yeah, that's what it looked like. I mean, I, you know, I haven't been. Down oh, that's there right, yet. you haven't I been there yet. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, from talking, I've talked to a couple guys um, that are uh, that were already here and and got a chance to practice on them. So yeah, it's 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 uh, they said the courts are solid. You know, it's just it's just like I guess um, I don't know. I hope they're not. I haven't talked to them about how the if the wood or anything is moving. Um, nobody's really. We're not really playing full pace games. I don't think in a practice court. So it should be. It should be fine, but um, yeah, of course they they uh they look dope. So now you guys were seeded um as one of the top seeds as a three seeds. You get uh that first round by, so you're mm-hmm. gonna be playing the winner of Heartfire or Men of Mackie. So what I guess give us a little bit of a scouting report between those two teams. You know, is there is there an underdog in that game? Is there somebody a team you're expecting to come on top? Um, to be honest, man, you 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 never know. Mm-hmm. You know, you never know. And, and that's the thing with, with this year specifically, because it's only 24 teams. So every team that's in it is is good. The last place team could come out and knock off the first place team, you know. Yeah. So you just you just never know. And you never know what kind of shape guys are in uh, because of the quarantine. And, you know, nobody's really been able to really get in gyms and, and work out. Like I said before, I was doing the bike. And then I will get shots up on the outside goal, which which will help my shot and everything. But you know, it's just not the same as being able to get in the gym and being able to play and and really get up and down the court because I wasn't trying to. I'm not trying to run outside on on a cement court. Um, I'm getting up there in years, so I don't think my knees would appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just you know you just got to see how guys are, what type of shape guys are in. So really. I'm just looking to go down there and just I'm watching every game and just you know could we're allowed to go to the game so okay. um, I'm just gonna go and just watch the watch the games and yeah just see what type of shape guys are in really. 
Yeah, because Hartfire has kind of an interesting player in Isaiah Austin who, you know, his story about him being from potential lottery pick to having Marfan syndrome and not being able to play and then coming back. Um, so that could be an interesting yeah, matchup for you guys. Because you were talking about his kind of small ball, but and I know he's a little bit leaner, but he's kind of a bigger dude there. Yeah, he's about he's about six eleven seven feet. I played against him this um this past year in, in Lebanon. We were overseas together. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, my my team got the win. Uh, so, hey, yeah, all right, all right. Uh, We'd expect nothing less. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we we got the win. But uh, no, nah, he, he's good, man. He's a uh, he's he's uh he's come a long way. You know, I know just from that process. I mean, I don't personally know, but I know it it had to be just listening to his story. It had to be crazy, man, for him to fight back from all that and to still be able to be a pro and and, and come out and hoop, man. It's definitely a blessing. So I always told when I, before the game started when we played, I was like, yo, like. Salute to you, man. Like, keep yeah. keep going, keep fighting, keep working. Because, uh, you know, a, a lot of guys would have, would have, you know, could have gave up or would have gave up. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see him out there. So, uh, I know that's not your first focus looking at the semifinals already. But, you know, obviously, from us looking at it from a big three perspective, we see there's a potential matchup in the semifinals between Bayheim's Army and Overseas Elite, which would obviously mm-hmm. – you know, a little bit from an individual perspective, it'd be kind of you and Joe kind of going, getting a chance to go back at it just with different guys sure. by your side. I mean, you know, obviously the, the championship didn't go the way that you guys were hoping for, but, you know, to have Not a chance, all. a little bit of revenge, I mean, you know. Potential a, revenge game. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure, I, I don't want to say I'm sure, I don't want to assume anything, but, you know, is that something maybe you're eyeing? You know, you know, not just for this year and winning a million dollars there, but, you know, just, you know, from pa- this past year, or I should say last year, um, it's it's there. Yeah, you know <laughs> you, you guys, the media definitely uh, helped that out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, help in, in yeah, quotation. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know it it it, uh, it, 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 it it's just all about winning, really. You know, we look at it. We got we got four games. We're gonna take it one game at a time. We're gonna go out there and play as hard as we can, and, and whoever we're gonna play is where we're gonna play, and we're gonna try to beat them for sure. Um, Overseas elite, that's a lot of history there with with us losing to them in the semis and with me losing last year to Joe. So um, all that is there, but really it's just about going out and just playing, man, and winning because this is this is not the same team we had um, in 2017 when we lost to them and me and Joe aren't playing in the big three. This is TBT 5-5. Five five. We're getting up and down. So it's just it's, it's a different game and – you know, I'm just trying to, to to come out and win, man. That's, at the end of the day, we, we really feel like this is our year. Um, I think Bayon's Army's been in it since the beginning, since the first year. So um, we're, we feel like this is our year to win, and, and we're just trying to come out and do that. Yeah, would you, you say, uh, just from like a TBT perspective, would you say that overseas elite is Bayheim's Army's biggest rival in the TBT, like historically? Uh, pro- probably, um, yeah. I, I would I would think so. Uh, I think have we have we lost. I've only lost to him once, but they might have lost to him before when I, a year I didn't play. I didn't play the first two years, I believe. So, um, yeah, I mean that's the team we've seen. Other teams that we saw regularly um, in our like regional areas, we beat them because we've always made it out the regional, um, the regional part of the tournament. So, uh, it's a couple teams from Philly you could throw in there and, and, and say that our rivals, but for sure, overseas elite, I think it's everybody rivals just because they've won it basically almost every year, I think, except for last year. So uh, they're definitely uh, the team to beat. 
And so going into this tournament, what would you say, um, because you guys have a a great roster and obviously reflected so that you get the first round by, what would you say is probably the greatest, uh, you know, asset that Bayham's army has right now? Uh, Our versatility. Um, You know, even, even with me, like I'll be looking to play a lot of four or five, but um, you know, I, I can play three, two, three, you know, we, I can handle the ball. I can, I can shoot. We have a, everybody on the team can shoot. You know, we have all shooters um, and we have uh, two guards and, and Brandon Trish and, and John Gillian that can get in the paint and create also Eric Devendorf. Um, and we just try to put all shooters around those guys. So it'll be hard for teams to help off and, and we'll be able to, to hopefully just, you know, be the first to get to that Elon ending. Who, who do you feel like on, you know, besides you, because we feel like you've been pretty underrated in all these TBT panels coming up with, you know, best guards or best forwards or whatever. But besides you, who do you feel like on your team is someone that maybe the TBT community is underrating or undervaluing, um, you know, just from your squad there? Uh, probably, probably it's a tie, I think, between, between Brandon and between, well, really, I mean, Everybody on that team is really they they're just it's it's the name. It's something I mean it's hard to pick because you got like you got Brandon Trish who's coming off of injury. Um he was hurt last year, so but knowing Brandon, you know, he's a workaholic. He's always in the gym. So I know he's gonna come in, in in some crazy shape and be ready to go. Um John Gillian is always out to prove himself, you know, the little guy um who they, you know, just say is too small but can really, really go. Um, I think they're sleeping on on uh, Andrew Andrew White. Um, he's really good, good, real good size. Um, he's he's bigger than a lot of people think, man. He's just, he's a strong kid, and, and he can shoot the ball too. So, I mean, it's just just I, I think people are sleeping on. I don't think nobody picked us to win this year too. So, that's I think that's a that's a, that's a but that's a good thing. You know, we'll take that. Let's go out and let's 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 make something special happen, and and, and let's get this money. Yeah, for sure. And I think the it, I think it's a little bit wild because you know, now now a lot of these guys have a bunch of alumni teams, but they're just dragging in players from other schools. It's not really like an alumni team, kind of the same with overseas elite, grabbing guys who haven't played overseas, but you guys are strictly all, you know, guys that played under Bayheim and for Syracuse um and have probably have a lot of chemistry there, which is what they said kind of was the benefactor of Carmen's crew winning it all. So, I know you said you haven't played with some of the guys, but is there something, you know, maybe just playing at Syracuse all you guys are really going to be able to like just come together and just have chemistry right off the jump when you guys practice for the first time tomorrow um yeah man really just just coming in and and just knowing what we're trying to do knowing where the team has been you know we've had the same coach we've had the same GM and um our captain you know Eric Devendorf he's played on the team every year so with with him and then we got leadership and and D Nick D Nick's uh I think D Nick's the oldest guy on the team, yeah. Uh, and he's a he's a Cuse legend. Just really being able to watch Cuse and see all the guys know, you know, what they've done at uh, while they had their time at, at, at the Cuse to be able to bring that all together. Like it's it's just it's a it's a special feeling. And then the support we get, you know, from from our fan base and and and, and even Coach Bayon, man, he always calls and, and we'll probably I think we have a Zoom meeting with him. Uh, tomorrow, nice. and you know he's That's just awesome. yeah, you know Bayhams is 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 he loves basketball, man. So anything that has to do with basketball, he's definitely all for. 
And then when you throw Syracuse into the mix, you know, he's with it. So uh, it's just, you know, we got a good group of guys this year. And, and I think, I think, we really think this is our year. Out of, uh, out of respect for Coach Bayhammer, you guys going to run the 2 3 zone all tournament? Nah, <laughs> I was about to ask that too. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't, we, it's been talks, man. You know, we'll, we'll probably throw it out. Depends on who we're playing. Um, but we feel like this group, we can definitely play, man. Uh, yeah, that's like and, the ace in the hole, I feel like, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We can definitely, you know, we, we, we'll we go to it. We don't even have to practice that. You, oh, once, you sure. go, once you get to Syracuse, <laughs> that, that 2 3 is embedded in the back of your head. So that's the. <laughs> All the rules and and all the traps, everything you know, it doesn't it doesn't leave. So, we'll we'll definitely have that in our back pocket. But uh, um, definitely for sure, gonna play some man too. Yeah, I mean, have, is, have you guys, or I guess I should say individually, you have you played a lot of like zones since you've left college there? I mean, I'm sure you have on some teams, but I mean, is that something that teams still go to a lot like that? Um, once you get pro, it's it's a lot of. So a lot of a uh, lot of man to man, really. Right. Um, depends on, just depends on what league and where you're playing at. Um, but it's it's some zone, and I and when I when we do run it, I try to teach the Syracuse principles. Of course, a lot of the coaches know Bayham, so I try to insert our Syracuse principles. But uh, for the most part, it's, it's it's man. For sure. Well, I guess the last thing I'm gonna say is. Any potential, maybe not this year, it might be hard, but any potential that Bayheim's coaching one of these TBT teams, you know, down the road? I mean, obviously he's got his um, priorities at Syracuse, but I just feel like with the name, it's got, at some point he's got to be like a surprise coach thrown in there. Uh, I doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess his coaching comes from the Zoom call there, right? That's that's kind of the coaching. Yeah, yeah, nah, he, uh, you know, Bayheim enjoys his summers, man, uh, he'll, He'll, he's involved. He'll chime in. You know, he knows what's going on. He definitely watches and supports. But as far as coming in and coaching, I don't. I, I don't think he's. I don't think he's gonna ever show up in the TBT. <laughs> fair, fair enough for sure. Well, Dante, we appreciate it, man. Um, you know, best of luck. Continue to enjoy isolation there, and um, you know, best of luck to you in the tournament. We'll be rooting for you here from the fourth man, and uh, you know, looking forward to. Seeing how you guys do and then seeing you guys at the end holding that, that trophy and that $1 million. Sounds good. Appreciate it, fellas. Absolutely. Thank you, Dante. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.